Buzz. I'm Kim Bohorkes. Democratic State Senator Derek Kitchen on Thursday said lawmakers were not off to a great start of the 2022 general session. We're seeing legislators show up testing positive for COVID-19 and refusing to wear a mask to keep the rest of us safe. The criticism comes after Senate President Stuart Adams claimed he tested negative for the virus on the first day of the legislative session, despite testing positive for COVID-19 twice that morning. Also from the legislator this week, one lawmaker has proposed creating a task force to explore how psychedelics could be used to treat mental illnesses in Utah. Tribune Managing Editor Grant Burningham explains how the idea to legalize magic mushrooms could begin to grow on Utah's Capitol Hill. I'm Grant Burningham. Hallucinogenic drugs have gotten a lot of attention lately for their potential to treat mental illness. One of the bills introduced this session by Brady Brammer from Highland would create a task force to look at the potential of psychedelic drugs that are currently illegal but could be used for treatment. So with me right now is Connor Boyack. He's the president of the Libertas Institute. Is that the right way to say that, Connor? We say uh, Libertas, but everyone's got their own pronunciation. <laughs> and you are working on this bill with Representative Brady Brammer, which would start looking at hallucinogenic mushrooms for possible treatment, right? Yeah, and not just mushrooms. The idea here is, you know, any potential psychoactive uh, psychedelic type substance that currently isn't available for use. Largely, this will probably be about psilocybin because that's where a lot of the new research and attention is. John Hopkins and many others are, are looking into this with great results. But the purpose of the task force that Representative Brammer is doing is to try and be as open-minded as possible to say, what are tools out there that we're currently not able to use that could help? Does it surprise you that Utah, of all the states, would start looking at this? Well, Representative Brammer, uh, he started looking at this because he read Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind. And, you know, he's not an ideologue. He's not an anti-drug or crusader. He's not a libertarian. Like, he's, he's a very sensible, practical guy. And he reads this book and he's like, man, if this can help so many people, like, why is the government standing in the way? It's kind of like a traditional Republican limited government type of approach that he's taking. And, and so in that sense, it doesn't surprise me that he's looking at this and that a lot of his colleagues are really open to it. So I know some states and municipalities have started doing non-criminalization. Would this eventually work towards something like that? Yeah, we've got Denver and Oregon. I think D.C. are looking at a path of decriminalization. I don't think that's where Utah is going to go. What Representative Brammer is looking to do, uh, as I've talked to him, is more of a legalization route rather than just saying, oh, hey, the cops will leave you alone. Instead, it's uh, his idea is more, how can we do this under a kind of proper regulated type of approach that allows people safe access in a way that isn't just everyone going off and doing their own thing. What you're more likely to see eventually should, should this task force uh, get created and favorably recommend to the to the legislature that yes hey we should do something about this and then if the legislature next year or thereafter decides to actually change the law to legalize it i think what would probably be more likely is create a pathway where they could go to a clinician and the clinician has the ability to go to a you know dispensary or and it would be the clinician type person who would then administer it for their patient while providing therapy. Are you worried about any harm in this type of push towards legalization? 
This is certainly a question we faced when we were driving the, the Prop 2 uh, medical cannabis issue a few years ago. And, and I'm not going to say that there's no harm. I mean, there's absolutely harm. But there's harm with everything. There's risk with everything. There's risk with alcohol and cigarettes and sugar and, you know, the Internet. And it's not that psilocybin is not harmful. I mean, certainly it's not addictive at all. And, you know, it's not going to kill you, but you are kind of messing with your brain a little bit as you are with pharmaceuticals and a lot of other stuff. So this is to say, in cases where those conventional treatments aren't working, let's provide for another opportunity that sure might have a little risk. You want to be careful with it for sure. But there's a lot of desperate people out there who would gladly take that risk if it meant that they could have relief from their mental illness, which studies are showing is a profoundly high rate of success for those who use psilocybin. Thanks very much, Connor. I appreciate you coming on to talk to us about it. Thanks for having me. The Tribune's Courtney Tanner reported that the U.S. Department of Education is investigating Brigham Young University's discipline of LGBTQ students and if the private school has violated the students' civil rights. The investigation, which started late last year, is rare, especially with church-owned schools, Courtney reported and typically only happen at institutions where federal investigators believe there could be a serious or potentially systemic issue. I'd like to thank the Tribune's Joel Cardenas for editing the Daily Buzz and give a big shout out to the Pelicans, a local Salt Lake City band for producing our music. Thanks for listening.